0: Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Jose Avila. He is a 17 year old that doesn't want to go to college and he wants to start his own business. For your chance to win 100 bucks just like Jose every Monday morning, simply subscribe to this podcast on iTunes right now and then text the word Nathan to 33444 to prove that you did it. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, you're going to learn from Eric Gattenholm and how he's 3D printing body parts and will do over 4 million in 2016. You won't believe what body parts he's reprinting. Top drive. good morning, good morning. You're in your cars driving to work right now or you are sweating on that jog of yours. I'm sitting here with my tea and you're gonna enjoy our guest this morning. His name is Emerson Spartz, and he's one of the world's leading experts on internet virality. As the CEO of Dose, the company behind Dose.com and oh my gosh, or oh my God, OMG Facts, he runs one of the world's fastest growing digital media companies with 50 million unique visitors per month. At age of 12, Spartz founded MuggleNet, the number one Harry Potter, Website, which attracted 50 million page views per month. By the age of 19, Spartz became a New York Times best-selling author after publishing his first book. Emerson, are you ready to take us to the top? <laughs> I'm ready to rack. I love the story. I want to. I want to spend most of the interview because we only have 15 minutes focused on the the pure the math, the math behind this engine that you've built. But it sounds like you got bit by the bug back at age 12 with MuggleNet. How did you get into that, and how did you grow up to 50 million page views per month?
1: <laughs> so okay. when I was 12, I convinced my parents to let me drop out of school and start homeschooling myself. And so I'm a middle school dropout and about a month later, I came across a WYSIWYG editor and I thought it'd be fun to make a website, made a bunch of crappy websites about things I wasn't very passionate about. And then I got really into Harry Potter and it was the perfect mix of I want to make a website, I was really into Harry Potter, so I was spending eight hours a day working on it. Um, There's really three separate things that I did to grow it. The first one was that I did a ton of link swaps early on linking to other Harry Potter sites in exchange for them linking to me. So that's how people first found the site. Convince me
0: to do that. Uh, let's, also, let's, like, go, let's go back a few years. I'm that person. What are you telling me that it, yeah, yeah, like, I, let's say I have a big site and you're like just starting out. How do you convince me to link back to you and you link to me? Pitch me live.
1: So, <laughs> so I don't really fully remember. At the beginning it was crude. It was just like, Hey, link to me and I'll link to you. Sound good? Cool. <laughs> uh, but there was, there was a big hustle component of it, which is that I had to email thousands of Harry Potter website owners to even get a small number, like a hundred to say yes. And then once I got that hundred, then it was easy to get a couple hundred more because by that point I already had a hundred. Yep. So I I do remember also pitching like the big Harry Potter sites. Like I would promise to not just give them a link, a tiny link. I'd give them like a huge banner in exchange for them giving me a tiny link. And then when I go to the other ones to say like, Ooh, I got this other bigger Harry Potter site to link to me. So you should too. Got it. Okay. Smart. That was the first tactic. You said there were two others. Uh, The second was that I looked for ideas constantly from other Harry Potter sites to figure out what features I should add or sections, like what were they doing better than me? So I got a lot of inspiration there. And then once I kind of ran out of things to like ideas from other Harry Potter sites, I looked at other fandoms like Simpsons, Lord of the Rings, Dragon Ball Z, got tons and tons and tons of ideas there. Things like adding polls, adding guest books, adding comments, uh, just tons of ideas around that specifically. And then the third thing was just recruiting. I just recruited way more people to help than anyone else did. And I had 120 uh, part paid, part volunteer team members. So we had way more content coming out, way more activity in general.
0: Is that part of the key? Is that, is that why there's not a lot of these sites that do really well is they don't understand how to motivate, retain, and get writers writing compelling content?
1: Oh, that's a huge part of it. Yeah. Then when it comes to selling, like how do you sell a writer and producing content for you? Like, well, at MuggleNet, it was, you know, it was obviously easier because it's Harry Potter fans selling to other Harry Potter fans, but uh, it really just got to be creative, put yourself in their shoes and figure out like, what would motivate them to want to come, you know,
0: write for me. So let's transition to Dose, but let's tell us from the perspective of somebody listening right now, thinking they want to start their own blog, not obviously be as big as Dose and mass media, but just their own personal blog. They want to copy some of the strategies you've done to just kind of own their niche what was the no- negotiation like when you brought on your first writer? What did it sound like to them before you were like a big dose.com name?
1: Uh, so, you know, what I just, I put all over the site. I had tons of really prominent notices from people you know explaining, you know, that they can write for, for muggle nets and giving reasons why they should write for muggle So that was where the first writers came in from.
0: Is that, what's the link to that now? Is it still live? I don't no, you know. Okay, it's okay, it's okay. I wasn't sure if it was like Dose.com forward slash write for us or something like that. Oh, that was for MuggleNet at Dose. Oh, okay. uh, we don't do a lot
1: of contributor stuff right now, but that's actually a huge part of our future. And we're building that out. Okay. Uh, before Dose, though, we had a network of about thirty different crowdsourced content websites uh, where our audience created five thousand uh, pieces of content per day. So we got very good at the friction, making the frick making the experience frictionless.
0: So your velocity right now on Dose.com in terms of content pieces of content per day is five thousand units.
1: No, no, that was uh, that was that was uh, that was that was, uh, that was that was a long time ago. Okay, what are you at now? Uh, we're actually pretty small now. We're like fifty articles a day, but so we went down high average.
0: Why'd you go down? Why'd you go from a big five thousand? You know, oh, was, I, I was describing a different
1: business model that we had um, before Dose. Oh, 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 content websites. Oh, got it. Sorry about that.
0: Okay, so yeah. you, you've got you got fifty kind of pieces going out per day, and how many how many writers do you have on the team? Six. Six. Okay, and so how do you, this sounds like kind of. I don't know, maybe less writers, but maybe you bring them on full-time. I know you raised capital as well. How much have you raised? And are these folks kind of full-time or do you pay them per article or something?
1: Yes, we've raised $35 and they are full-time.
0: Okay. Okay. Got it. So you're just bringing folks on. And and do you, I mean, are you kind of always scouring the net for talented writers? And if you find someone you just really have to have because they're the best, you just figure out a way to get it done?
1: Uh, in short, yes.
0: <laughs> when I say, you know, people are going, Nathan, come on. When you say figure out a way to get it done, what does it actually mean? What does that mean, Emerson?
1: <laughs> uh, it's selling. I mean, it's it's you know you have to you have to be good enough to recognize good talent. But assuming that you're good enough to recognize good talent, and you find good talent, you have to go and figure out a way to persuasively get them to drop whatever it is they're doing and come join you. Which means that you have to uh, have a compelling vision or just a compelling pitch. It could be economics. It could be status, prestige. There's all kinds of different things that you could possibly sell. You got to figure out which one's going to work the best and 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 hustle. Right? Like a lot of this always comes back to hustle. Like when the link swap thing i had to email literally thousands of harry potter websites by myself i didn't know anything about i didn't even know how to copy and paste at the time so i just like kept typing emails over and over because i was a kid uh so so you know you, you get enough at bats you're gonna hit some home runs you don't need that many home runs to still uh, win the ball game
0: let's say you saw me i was a writer i'm gonna make this up i was a writer for e magazine you want you really want to recruit me for your hollywood section of dose you knew i was driven by economics what would that actual pitch sound
1: like so you, you can write so it's a caveat being we don't we don't do this a whole lot right now. Yep. Um, you know, I would I would we would have somebody look into you to figure out what you're motivated by if we knew you were motivated by economics, then it'd be like there's no place on the web that you can write for that's gonna get you more views per article than writing for dose. That, so it's views per article. That's
0: what they care yeah. that's what they care about if they care about economics. Yep. Interesting. And Prestige, is it kind of the same or is there a no, different... No, number we don't sell are? Prestige
1: yet because we don't have that kind of like crazy premium brand, although that's Got a big it. part of our future moving forward. Who, who do you think do... Ha- who do, who does sell based off Prestige to get new writers right now? Uh, you know, old media for the most part. There's there's not a whole lot of new media that's able to okay. do that just yet. But like New York Quartz Times. Is probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. New York Times, The Atlantic, you know, things like that.
0: Interesting. Okay. So, so and, and give us just... So you raised 35 million team size. Is it six total or is that just writers? No, we're team size is about 50. Okay, 50. So, so this is interesting. Six writers, data scientists. I was (laughs) just going to say, so this is going to, this is a great clue into why you're so successful. How many of them are engineers and data scientists?
1: most of the rest. <laughs> okay, so I call it
0: 40ish. Help us understand you've kind of built a met matrix. Like you go to the website and maybe people don't know you're actually doing this, but the headlines, the images, everything is AB testing, AB tested. Walk us through like the fr- I don't want to know where the engine is today because it's, it, that won't help our audience, but let's say somebody was writing and they wanted to target entrepreneurs and they're trying and they're trying to pump out, you know, 10 pieces of content per day and they want to like code up their own little engine to AB test this
1: kinds of stuff. How did you start? Well, my advice to, to, to that, uh, that person would be to use Facebook as your engine because Facebook okay. is the most powerful uh, tool ever developed to assess content quality and assess demand. So what I would do is, as far as increasing your, uh, your reach per article, is use Facebook. So so if you, have, if you have zero budget to spend on testing, then at the baseline, you want to make sure that your headlines and thumbnails are good because the headline and thumbnail are, are where the entire decision process takes place on whether or not they're going to click on your article. And if they don't click on your article, then you wasted your time because they didn't read it. It doesn't matter what the article is. So if you don't have any budget whatsoever, then at the bare minimum, what I would do is for every article, I would write at least 10 to 20 different headlines and then ask five of your friends, coworkers, whatever, to pick a couple of their favorites, like three of their favorites, and then just go with whatever one has the most votes through that process. That's That'll get you pretty far. Is this towards, what you did uh, when you first started? No, but that's what we've... Uh, we actually started with... Uh, uh I mean we already had the tech team in place, so we didn't have to start with that. But but I but that does work. Like I, I that's exactly what I would do if I didn't have a uh, big team of data scientists and resources, you know, resources at Dose.
0: Okay, and then tell so that's that's really valuable for our audience for people that just want to be awe and inspired by you and go, "Oh my gosh, Emerson's my hero! I want to follow everything he does." How did you do it at Dose? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, so, 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 we have we have different technologies. So, the first technology is called Kepler, which is uh, it's predictive. It's a, it's a basically a machine learning algorithm that uh, this name off the, the wizard uh, Kepler, Kepler, not the the scientist. Okay, got it. On got Kepler. it. Yep. yep. Skyward web looking for content with high viral potential that informs our writers what to produce. Our writers then use our internal uh, content management system, Dante, to produce the content. Then it goes into our testing platform called Mendel, uh, where the headlines and thumbnails get optimized. Then it goes into Lovelace, which is another machine learning algorithm that identifies what our top performing content is likely to be, another predictive model. And then it goes into Darwin, which is our distribution engine, to make sure that that content reaches the right audience wherever they are across the web.
0: You have all these engines set up and coded. What? Tell me, I imagine I'm almost like, it's like back in like a long time ago. I'm like peeling back one. I'm peeking in one of the doors of like Ford's like automobile factory. And I'm seeing like these different pieces. But now I'm doing that at Dose. I'm like literally looking at the website. I'm like peeling back this homepage and I'm seeing these machines work. What from, from kind of like piece of content, like idea to going through all these systems, actually being published live on the website. What's the time on that?
1: So we have different processes. So we have, timely, we have timely content that needs to get turned around quickly that runs through an abbreviated testing process where they all go from, you know, from execution to distribution you know, in an hour. Um, and then we have uh, our normal process actually takes about a day because we, we, we want to make sure it's tested more extensively unless there's a reason why we need to get it out faster.
0: Do you use your own media to kind of test it? In other words, you put the the you know the article that might be the prime article tomorrow at the bottom of today's site to see if it performs? Or are you putting ad spend on things like Facebook to figure out if it works? Uh, we do on-site testing and
1: Facebook testing. Interesting. So what? how much would you spend on an article to test it before you get it out live? Uh, so it depends, it depends completely on what your goals are for testing. But I would say that for most articles, uh, a good budget for testing... Like if you're testing just headlines and thumbnails, um, $5 would be... Yep adequate um, but ten dollars to be safe and what do you do do you
0: have somebody that's manually kind of putting it like an article that might be go out tomorrow morning as the kind of the headline article on Dose.com? are they launching it right now on Facebook as a dark post and putting five dollar ad spend and if so how are they picking the communities that that piece of content gets targeted to?
1: Yeah. So that's, I mean, the the short answer is yes. Um, the specific mechanisms of how that works is our secret sauce and that's how we've been able to be so successful at driving 50 million monthly visitors. Um, we actually have a process where we create much larger numbers of ads, um, testing against different audiences to find out which, uh, content resonates against different audiences
0: and and are, this is though i mean i imagine this process starts off human and then you say data scientists watch this human working in their little cubicle and figure out a way to replace them write code for it is that basically how the
1: system works exactly yeah we're yeah. big big believers in the notion of you know the art and science combo art is what you start with and then you figure it out and then science is how you can you know systematize it Yep.
0: That, that's a fascinating concept, I think. So uh, what is someone that what is something right now that you haven't hyper you haven't made hyper efficient, that there's literally human testing that you think is going to be a great piece of your automated system moving forward?
1: Oh, man, there's somebody. <laughs> Come on, Emerson, sorry. give me one. Give me one. <laughs> um let's see currently done with humans but eventually so i would say the headlines themselves are all still written by humans but i think when it comes to algorithmically created content the headlines are gonna be the first thing that are actually completely written by ai interesting
0: so sentence structure noun verb plus a number equals a blank Yep. Interesting. It's almost like back when we were all in middle school. You wouldn't know this because you dropped out halfway through middle school. But <laughs> the, the English teacher would write those like diagrams with with the line and then the backslash, and you put the noun, then the verb, then it's put up yep. almost like football brackets. Do you know what I'm talking
1: about? Exactly. Like, like that. That's exactly how I envision it too. It's a series of if then statements that eventually creates. Dude, we would
0: uh, geek the freak. Out. If I if I showed you this journal that I'm keeping right now, where I'm diagramming a bunch of this this stuff, we I think we'd probably geek out. Anyways, <laughs> I, I'm like you, man. I I, I love. I, I haven't had. I haven't heard somebody kind of articulate it like you do. So I'm gonna. To copy it and steal it, and I'll give you credit. But our <laughs> art, you know, starting with art and then moving to science—that's fascinating. Walk me through. <laughs> walk me through new distribution. Um, a lot of it is obviously viral and organic. You're putting some paid spend behind it to test it, but some of these articles right now—the one on the top of your page, Nickelodeon is bringing back Legends of the Hidden Temple later this year by by J- your writer Justine, published six minutes ago—is that you know? How is the initial audience hitting that? Are you putting ads behind each article? Is there an email list you're doing it out? Is it just your social channels? What's the initial kind of seeding process like?
1: So, seeding process again. That, that's uh, kind of our, our secret sauce, is okay. how we seed. Um, so, I can be pretty glib and open about almost everything else, but the seeding part of it is, is a big part of our uh, of, of what makes us unique. Is but, it? But, the, but the, the more engineering review is that we seed against different audiences. We find out which audiences it resonates against, and then we just we 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 we, we use all of our distribution muscle to um, to, to push it in the uh, you know in, in the areas where we know it's most likely to resonate.
0: Okay. So each month you're pumping out 50 articles per day. So again, multiply that out by the month, you're pumping out about 1500 articles per month. For those 1500 articles per month, how much, and this will kind of help my audience kind of bring this back to their level from a relative perspective. For the 1500 articles each month, what is your kind of spend that you put out just for testing? Is it as simple as taking those numbers and multiplying times $5?
1: No, it's not that simple. Um, because we actually don't just run it through one round of testing. We actually run it through many rounds of testing. So basically we, we, we test against different audiences, different headline, thumbnail, et cetera, combinations, and then based off of whatever one in the first round, then the winners advance to the second round. And then we do new variations on those rounds, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera.
0: So can you quantify that for me? I mean, is it, is it a, is it a hundred grand per month, 200 grand per month for 1500 articles?
1: I can't share that unfortunately.
0: Okay. Is it, um, help us under, so you raised 35 million bucks. You have 50 full-time employees. Help
1: us understand how you guys make money. So currently we make money through programmatic advertising. Um, but in the future, what we've actually been working hard on is, so, we, you know, we, we have a very different DNA from most media companies, of course, as we have almost all engineers and data scientists um, compared to other media companies, which tend to be just writers and salespeople. Um, so we, we've basically built a distribution, we, we've built a content creation and distribution engine that is is very powerful and, and enables us to essentially be able to guarantee virality. Again, it's it, there is a mathematical equation that backs into it, which is largely a function of just at-bats and batting average. Um, and so the question is like, if you can guarantee virality for brands, like what does that mean? And so what we've actually been building is behind the scenes, we've been building a product that essentially enables us to guarantee performance of native advertising um, for brands and advertisers. So the next, the next, the next, the next, you know, level of the company is taking that that product and that software. Um, and that know how, and then using it to help brands achieve the same kind of results that we've been able to achieve on our content.
0: Got it. Help, uh, in terms of the email list, I'm sure that's probably not your main way of seeding because people would go crazy if you email them, you know, 50 articles a day,
1: but how, how large is the email list? Uh, we actually don't do much email. We, we actually yeah. have a pathetic. We have like maybe half a million email subscribers, <laughs> okay. uh, which I just, as I said a lot, I realize it doesn't sound pathetic to almost anybody. But compared to our yeah, our social know. distribution, it's uh, it's it's pretty modest because we're at about uh, twenty seven million um, social followers. And
0: you you know, I'm looking at the Alexa kind of toolbar right now for the site. You guys are ranked. It looks like one thousand six hundred seventy first traffic rank in the U S. So what are you guys at in terms of total unique uh, website views? Uh,
1: in terms of uniques, yeah. 50 million between dose and OMG Facts, which are actually basically the same site they're just on different domains because we test on different domains
0: that's fascinating interesting um okay cool well hey emerson we're about to wrap up before we do where can people connect with you personally online
1: emerson and also we're always looking for awesome smart people we have like a zillion open positions so check us out
0: okay top tribe do not forget your chance to win a hundred bucks right here on the podcast every monday it's very simple You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. you can sign up, get your own domain for 30% off and a 45-day money-back guarantee. Okay, again, I make great deals for you guys. Go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan to grab that now. That's great, guys. We're gonna we're gonna link to all that in the show notes at nathanlacka.com forward slash the top 240. All right, Emerson, we're about to wrap up. Do you know what time it is? Cool. You don't know because the email didn't get through to you. It's time for the famous five. Last five questions. First thing, Emerson, favorite business book. Um, 80, 20 sales and marketing. Number two, CEO that you're following or studying right now? Um, Tony Shea. Number three, favorite online tool like Evernote? Intently. Number four, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? Seven. So, okay, that's pretty, dude, I was, I'm shocked. That's pretty good. How old are you now? 29. 29. Okay, that sounds bad. Are you single? No. Do you married. have kids? Nope. Okay, so married, no kids. Got it. Okay, so last question. Take us back nine years, Emerson. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: I wish I was better at selling.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. You you have to be good at selling to convince writers to drop everything and join you. I am, but Are i wish you just I was being better. humble.
1: <laughs> no, that's like the one skill set that if I could go back in time and be like, bro, spend way more time developing this skill set, it would be that skill set. Interesting. Who who
0: right now on the team kind of makes up for that weakness? Uh well, I just hired a CRO. <laughs> there you go. What is that? But he Chief hasn't started started yet, so Revenue Officer? Yes. Very cool. All right. And hey, actually, real quick last question, Emerson. Distributed team or all in Chicago?
1: Um, Mostly uh, in Chicago. Mostly. Very good.
0: All right, Top Tribe. There you have it. Emerson Spartz from Harry Potter Fanatic. 50 million website views from hustling to get those early links. Now building a machine, literally a machine, moving from art to science with dose.com. Just raised over 35 million bucks. 50 full time folks cranking up there in Chicago. Emerson, thank you for taking us to the top. (laughs) Thanks. If you guys enjoyed Emerson today, you will love Joe from yesterday. We break through how at 30 years old he bought a $6.2 million apartment complex and he shares how much cash flow he's making. Top Tribe, I love giving away free money. I feel like Oprah giving away cars and I have something special for you today.